What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I am your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Thursday to you. Today on this podcast, I want to spend time reflecting on the coaching staff changes that the Buffalo Bills announced on Wednesday. A lot of interesting nuggets that I think came out of that, some interesting new roles for some guys. And I want to get into what all that might mean here today on this podcast. So let's do just that. First of all, Leslie Frazier, the Bills defensive coordinator, has been promoted to not just the defensive coordinator, but the assistant head coach as well. Leslie Frazier, of course, has previous head coaching experience in the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings from 2011 to 2013. Long-term coordinator in the NFL. Uh, had stints with the Bengals, with the Vikings, of course, the Buccaneers, the Bills. He's been a position coach, secondary in particular. He's had a good career. He's really, think, hit his stride with the Buffalo Bills. Original defensive coordinator when Sean McDermott was hired in 2017. And he's combined, Frazier and McDermott have combined to put together some outstanding defenses in Buffalo. Each of the past years, each, each of the past two years, the Bills were a top three defense in the NFL. And so I really like so much about this. First of all, it's something good for Leslie Frazier, who's done a very good job with this defense. I'm sure there's probably a pay increase, uh, expanded authority, those types of things. And he deserves it. I think in any job, in any career, you're looking for upward mobility. And Frazier has done everything he can to earn that. He had a head coaching interview with the Colts in 2017. I'm somewhat surprised he hasn't received more interest in, in getting at least interviews with teams. Um, didn't do a bad job with the Vikings, but I actually asked some people at the NFL scouting combine about Frazier and what the likelihood that he could be on somebody's radar to be a head coach in the future because he really profiles really well to be that CEO type guy that you're looking for that can really bring some stability to an organization. And the answer that I kind of got was everybody loves Leslie Frazier. He's a good guy. But at the end of the day, when you needed some more oomph, some more, some muscle, some teeth behind uh, things, when they start to go off the rail, that that's not necessarily where he shines. And he's really good at being a coordinator and he has good qualities about him that could make him a head coach. But it's kind of that extra layer that's missing when you think about him as a guy that would be on someone's radar to be a head coach. So I don't know that I'm – I've talked about it throughout the course of hosting this podcast about the idea that he could be on someone's radar to be a head coach. But after some of that feedback and given that he's 60 years old, given that he's taken this spot, hasn't received interviews over the last few years, I'm kind of resolved to think that he's not going anywhere and that – the Bills are in really good shape to hold on to Leslie Frazier as the not only defensive coordinator, but also the assistant head coach. I think he complements Coach McDermott very well uh, in terms of having a an experienced guy with him on the staff to assist with everything that goes into being a head coach. It's so much more than just figuring out which players are going to play what the game plan is going to be, those types of things. But there's a lot of scheduling and itinerary type stuff and what the programs are going to be like in the offseason and 
the training camp schedule, the travel schedule, all that type of stuff goes into it. And um, I think that he can really compliment Coach McDermott in a lot of different ways and give him the steady hand that he needs as his assistant head coach. So there you have it. Leslie Frazier, the new assistant head coach and defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. The Bills also announced that Mark Lubbock has been promoted from offensive quality control to assistant wide receivers coach slash game management. Interesting little nugget there, and game management. I think it's really interesting that that game management title has been added to Mark Lubbock's role with the team. Something that I think a lot of us believe is needed. Coach McDermott not necessarily known for his stellar game day management ability, whether that's challenging plays, not challenging plays, end-of-half scenarios, stuff like that, whether to kick a field goal or not. I think it's good for him to have somebody that's wired into that type of stuff, digs into the analytics, and can really help with that decision-making and somebody for Coach McDermott to really lean on in that regard, a way for Coach McDermott to get better in an area that he's not necessarily the best. So I like that component of it. And Mark has a pretty good resume. 42 years old, has had a lot of stops along the way. Um, Started off in 2002 at Colorado State where he was an academic grad assistant. Then he got an opportunity with the Rams from 2003 to 2004 to be a scouting assistant. Went back to Colorado State. He was there from 2005 to 2009. The first two years of that as the wide receivers coach. The next two as the tight ends coach. He was with the Houston Texans from 2010 to 2013, the first two years he was an offensive assistant coach. The last two years he was the assistant wide receivers coach. Was the receivers coach for Vanderbilt in 2014. And then he was the assistant wide receivers coach for the Denver Broncos from 2015 to 2016. Interesting nugget there. In 2016, he was part of the staff that won the Super Bowl coaching against Sean McDermott and the Carolina Panthers. So maybe there's some intel there. And then he came over when Coach McDermott was hired in 2017 to be an offensive quality control coach, and now he's the uh, assistant wide receivers coach and game management. So a guy with a pretty good resume, um, a lot of different spot stops along the way, has held some sound positions, has had some success. I think if you can look at each one of those opportunities that he's had. There's been some productive players that I'm sure he had some influence on, but um, I think it's good for Chad Hall, who's a young coach in the league, to have some help, some dedicated help there as a, as an assistant wide receivers coach, but also that, that game management piece of it is something that is very, very interesting to me as I consider Coach McDermott kind of taking a, a big, broad look at what's going on with his football team and realizing Game day management isn't necessarily something they've done well with and bringing another name into the mix to help with that. So I really like um, just taking a look at everything and figuring out ways to get better. And hopefully uh, Mark Lubbock can make the Bills a better team in terms of game day management. All right, next one we'll talk about is Jimmy Salgado has been promoted from defensive assistant to nickel coach. This is fascinating to me. I love this. I know Salgado was very much involved with the nickel corners last year, whether that was Taron Johnson, Saran Neal, Dean Marlowe when he went down there and played some slot. 
So it's it's not something that's completely new in terms of his focus and concentration, but to really label it the nickel coach. I don't think that exists in the NFL. I haven't went through and confirmed that, but I've never seen this before. And I love it. I mean, you're in nickel. Nickel is your base defense. Let's be honest. It's the it's the package that you're in the most. And in case you don't know, a nickel defense is when you you take off a linebacker and you put in a defensive back, a cornerback usually. And they play inside in the slot. And it's a fundamentally different position than an outside corner. But I've not seen any team yet break this down into nickel coach and cornerbacks coach. So you think outside corner, specifically in the Bills defense, a lot of zone concepts um, where in the slot you're going to play a lot of man and you're going to have different run fit responsibilities. And I think having a dedicated guy to that role can only be a good thing. To be completely honest with you, I like the direction of the nickel position. It's one of those deals where you're getting more matchup specific stuff. NFL offenses are challenging defenses with pace and with space, and that's all about creating mismatches and getting guys that you can't really deal with because they motion them or put them in certain areas. You don't necessarily have the skill sets present on the field to be able to handle whether it's a size guy or a, a guy that has a smaller receiver with a lot of twitch that's just tough to run with. All of those things work together, and it requires defenses to have more versatile players. And the nickel position is somewhat is a spot that I think you can overcome some of those, those mismatches. And having a specific coach to work through those creative options, those matchup-specific options, the different things you can do in terms of blitzing those guys, playing them in certain bracket looks, man coverage. It's just a lot there. And I love that the Bills have allocated the resources to have a guy that specifically focuses in on this. I mean, it literally is your base defense. The Bills, I think, were among the highest percentage of teams last year that were in nickel. Two linebackers and then, you know, the six defensive backs, or two, four, five defensive backs, excuse me. So I like it. I like this a lot. Jimmy Salgado, he uh, he just finished his third season as a defensive assistant with the Bills, uh, was part of the original staff in 2017. Prior to being with the Bills, he had a seven-year run with Princeton, and he was the um, the defensive coordinator for Princeton over the last four seasons there. He played cornerback for Hofstra, in the early 90s. So um, we'll see if more and more teams do this. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. And I certainly like that the Bills have decided to have a nickel coach and that they're ahead of the curve. And, you know, they're, they're setting potentially a new trend here in the NFL. There's been some thoughts about this move as it relates to the potential of the Bills investing this offseason in some personnel as as nickel, as a nickel back, whether that's adding a guy like Kyle Duggar in the draft or bringing in somebody from outside the organization, expanding on what Taron Johnson does, getting more attention for Saran Neal and, and him and his role with the team. I don't necessarily believe that it's, oh, this is a tell sign that the Bills are going to draft Kyle Duggar. I think that it's a continuation of how the NFL is moving, how the Bills are looking to 
evolve and counter how the NFL trends are going. And they like the results of him working with the nickel nickelbacks last year. So maybe it means there's an increased likelihood that the bills invest in this spot. But I think more than anything, it's the progress that has been made and in keeping up with the league trends. Uh, Shay Tierney was promoted from offensive assistant to assistant quarterbacks coach. Uh, Tierney is a guy that Josh Allen has been very complimentary about on a couple of different occasions when it comes to his development and how Shea has impacted that. So that's a good thing. You like to see a guy that your quarterback is comfortable with getting a bigger role with the team. Uh, Looking at Tierney's background, he joined the staff in 2018, came over with Brian Dable. Uh, Tierney was with Dable at Alabama in 2017. He was also there in 2016 as well. I think Steve Sarkeesian was the offensive coordinator there. So he has experience working under Nick Saban for two seasons. And then he came to the Bills to be an offensive assistant in 2018. And now he's the assistant quarterbacks coach. Prior to being with the Bills and then Alabama, he was with the Philadelphia Eagles as an analyst and a coaching intern. And um, I think that he had a role there in some of the analytics that they employ in Philadelphia. And so it's exciting to see his maybe influence and thoughts on some of that stuff coming over to Buffalo. Here's another interesting one, I guess the last coaching shift that was announced. Ryan Wendell. He was a coaching assistant with the Bills last year, and now he's the assistant offensive line coach. 34 years old. He played in the league for a while. He was with the Patriots from 2008 to 2015. He was actually voted a team captain in 2015. So guy with some tenure there, played some games, didn't, you know, more of a backup, but um, obviously that's impressive that a guy that wasn't necessarily a featured starter would be voted on as a team captain. He was also with the Carolina Panthers back in 2016, where I'm sure he met Coach McDermott and Brandon Bean. And um, whenever I realized that he was with the Panthers in 2016, it reminded me of something Sean McDermott said on a few different occasions about how he's maintained this book or folder or whatever you want to call it, document, where he's notated different people that he's met throughout his coaching career, his time in the NFL, and wrote down names of people that he would consider for certain roles in the future. And I think this is a prime example of Coach McDermott tapping into his records that he's kept and bringing in a guy that he thinks has a future to be an asset to his coaching staff. And I know part of what coaches do when they interact with players and all those types of things, whether it's the end of the season and exit interview or something like that is people talk about their different intentions and guys like Ryan Wendell probably make it known that he'd like to be a coach one day. And that's something that once you have that information, you're wired to understand and look into that and think about him in that regard. And so obviously coach McDermott was impressed with whatever he saw in 2016 and then did a good job last year as a you know, coaching assistant. Now he's an assistant offensive line coach in Buffalo. So good for him. Again, kind of going back to what I said with Chad Hall at wide receivers coach. Good to see him get an assistant wide receivers coach. Same thing with Bobby Johnson. Uh, still, you know, year two of his tenure as 
an actual full-time NFL offensive line coach, not an assistant. Now he has an assistant in Ryan Wendell, a guy that's played in the league and had a, you know, I mean, you play in the league from 2008 to 2016. I mean, that's what, eight years, that's a good career. So I like, I like his pedigree and I like that this potentially speaks to some of the stuff I mentioned about coach McDermott's record keeping and his organization skills and how that has potentially led to finding talent to improve his coaching staff and um, hopefully in turn improve the team. So, I mean, there's nothing to be mad about with these moves. I think there's some good information to discuss that you can learn based on these moves and, you know, whether that's Frazier getting that bump to assistant head coach and what he can mean to coach McDermott, Mark Lubbock and his resume coming in and being the assistant wide receivers coach in addition to game management and potentially Coach McDermott recognizing some issues in that department and making a move here to add help in that area. Jimmy Salgado becoming that nickel coach and how that's kind of a revolutionary thing in the NFL and the Bills potentially being a trend-setting organization with that move and what that nickel position means and how he can impact it and how it's a unique spot and a meaningful spot and something that we need to take more seriously as a starting position. And then the coach, uh, you know, Shea Tierney, um, his journey through Philadelphia, Alabama, his background in analytics, becoming that assistant QB coach. And then lastly, Ryan Wendell, his time in the league, the impact that he made, the leadership that he's shown throughout his career, the the experience with coach McDermott, and now this advancement in the coaching ranks. I mean, it's, this is what you want to see. I think good coaches build a, build a coaching tree. They develop coaches. Just like you develop players, you have to develop coaches. And I think if you you look across Coach McDermott's, I guess, three completed seasons, entering his fourth season with the team, there's a lot to be encouraged about with the way he's building a coaching staff and bringing up coaches and taking some chances on some younger guys last year that proved to be good hires. I mean, none of those young guys that got hired last year, Heath Farwell, Chad Hall, Bobby Johnson, even Ken Dorsey, pretty young, got dismissed. In fact, more support has been brought in for those guys. And what this kind of comes back to is there's potential that those guys can continue to grow. And there's only so much room for you to grow within a team, right? Like, if you're not the offensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator doesn't leave, you could be looked at to be an offensive coordinator somewhere else. And so this is just that natural progression of continuity and what it means. And at this point in Coach McDermott's tenure, to see this kind of evolve and guys advancing, you know, I, just, I really like it. I really like it. It's very encouraging. I hope that you look upon these moves not just as, oh, a bunch of guys I never heard of filling roles in the coaching staff that aren't necessarily the position coach or a coordinator role. But you can see the development of a coaching tree and how that's a testament to what Coach McDermott's doing, not just with player development, but with developing his staff. So I'm really encouraged. I love to see this. I think this is some of the fruits of of continuity, the fruits of some of the success of making the playoffs two of the last three years and preparing for the ultimate possibility that guys can get plucked from Coach McDermott's staff. I mean, Brian Dable had coaching interview with the Browns. You know, there's other guys throughout the 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 mix 
position coaches that I could see being coordinators one day in order for you to take care of your in-house football team and sustain those losses, this is what has to happen. And so obviously the other point of this being that I'm sure all these guys got pay raises. So another commitment from the Pagulas to do what's necessary to give Coach McDermott what he needs to flesh out his staff and all in an effort to deliver the best product they can on Sundays. A lot of encouraging components to this discussion that I hope you found value in outside of, you know, just kind of being introduced to this news and there's just more to it than just five guys getting promotions. So really, really encouraged by, by all of this. All right. That's going to do it for us today. A little bit of a shorter pod, but I wanted to spend some time on this and then we'll, you know, we'll turn the page to something different tomorrow. I'm going to start probably with my real kind of fleshing out my off season ideas for the team. Um, looking at in-house stuff, guys that I would extend, what I would offer them, really getting into how I think the depth chart can evolve through the free agency and draft. So we'll probably start looking at that here in the next few days on the podcast. So don't miss it. Make sure that you are subscribed, share, rate, and review the podcast. All that stuff is very, very helpful. And until tomorrow, thank you so much for listening.